1: heads up these are adults having adult conversations so there could be adult content i am so excited to have maggie rose in the house not only is she just like a style icon i love her style and fashion she's amazing she just got announced that she's on cmt's next women tour with martina mcbride and lauren elena it just kicked off killing it postman rose also on that tour She was named CMT's 17 to Watch for 2017. She's also one of CMT's Next Women of Country. She is going to be playing a couple of shows with Faith and Tim this year. Are you kidding me? On their Soul to Soul tour. I can't handle it. She really is killing it. This is Maggie's year, so you guys get excited. There is so much that we talk about. Her story is insane. Here is Maggie Rose. I am here with the beautiful, the talented
0: Maggie Rose. Caroline, Caroline, Caroline. She's the reason for the word love. Love. Yes, that's (laughs) what I was going to say. That's the lyric. That's what it should be. I know. Exactly. If only they knew you. Yes. Got to rewrite it. We got to rewrite it. I've to talk to outcasts about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll pencil that in.
1: So you hear dog bark. We're at my house, <laughs> and there are two dogs roaming free.
0: They might speak guests, up. Our co-stars <laughs> are co-stars. They are co-stars today because Maggie likes a party, right? Uh, yes, always, <laughs> especially with Ruby and Sugar. They're the greatest.
1: <laughs> okay, so I want to start off with a few questions. Okay. So just answer the first thing that
0: comes to your mind. Okay. I always learn about myself with these kinds of questions, too. They're very good, Never right? don't no. Okay, dream duet. Dream duet, living or dead, or living or. Anyone. Okay, Frank Sinatra. Oh! Yeah, I mean, I know that might be kind of basic, but I think it's because he's classic. Everyone yes. wants to have a duet with Frank Sinatra. He just oozes everything. This je ne sais quoi. Only he has. Only Frank. How does only Frank have it? I don't know. He just, I think it's this confidence that he had from an early age he knew he was great and he just carried that through his whole career and my grandparents who i just lost Aww. seven weeks apart earlier this year do you think
1: they died died of a heart of yes. a heartbreak
0: yeah i actually That's romantic. wrote a song about it and i put a sonata reference in the chorus because that was uh some music that really uh, brought them together from you know when Aww. they met to their last days so that is I so love sweet yeah
1: <laughs> It's like the notebook love
0: it was total. it was a little heartbreaking to see first? them go my grandmother and your grandpa just couldn't do it yeah so it was september 30th and then about seven weeks later uh and he had such a zest for life so they were married for 64 years and he stuck around long enough to put up a tree at his house and carry on the tradition that we always carried on on my dad's side of the family we'd spend that day with um me mom people but uh I was actually home. I was lucky enough to be home for a show on December 3rd and he passed that weekend so I got to say see goodbye. Him? He didn't see me but I was there. So oh, Yeah.
1: That's the best you could have though for when you have we have to pass on. That's it was, the best
0: case scenario. It was like the exclamation point to the end of 2016 for me. I think uh not to jump into it right Let's away. Let's jump but into it. Tell me about and I 2016. I have spoken about this so much. I think
1: that... <laughs> Tell me about what happened in 2016. I set the table for
0: this year. I really I believe that. I
1: love phrasing it like that.
0: It was like my whole goal last year was to get ready for this year where I was going to share music again. And I think there was a lot of behind-the-scenes work being done. Not that I'm really fond of that term because I think that everything is important, whether... A lot of people are observing you doing it or if it's your own personal journey but it was writing music and I got married and oh. I uh bought my catalog back I how great is that to have started, all your songs This is amazing and that happened like over Christmas break so I feel like I haven't quite gotten a break between <laughs> some emotional hardships and ups and downs and you know, I was writing music for myself when I officially got to start writing music for other and people. And The Variety Show. Yes, that, yeah.
1: I mean, that was like kind of the start to the year That in was April. such a great start because you, you released music, The Variety Show, which was so good. Tell Thank me about you. that and what was the
0: inspiration behind The Variety Show? I hadn't released any music since 2013. So this was last April, 2016, and I had just been writing and writing all this material, and it was all over the place. I think it was the first time uh, in my career that I gotten to a point where I could just express myself creatively.
1: Like you didn't have anyone telling you what you need to do, what doesn't work, right. what
0: does. Well, and there were different goals earlier on. It wasn't that people around me were trying to keep me from being anything. It's just that we were being strategic. We were trying right. to, you know also be successful from a business perspective and fulfill me creatively and it's really hard to do yeah ruby, yeah, ruby knows, knows. Ruby it's, knows. Hard. it's hard to be little like her and i think that i got i was really young when i came to nashville and How i never are you? and you
1: had you've had several record deals
0: i have, have uh, you had yeah. three i've had four actually four
1: record deals because you started S- at like 17
0: yes i started professionally singing um, with a Bruce Springsteen tribute band, they're actually the B Street Band, who got embroiled in this whole political web of uh, the ones who agreed to do the gig for Trump. Like, oh, oh gosh, but they agreed four years ago, and they did it for Obama eight years ago. And it oh was my just gosh, something that so you were in that band? I was uh, part of the band that they 're their own thing. I just opened up with them, and they would back me and i 'd do my own originals or other songs that I liked because I was a sixteen year old that 's a great place going to, to a start Catholic too. school with no other place <laughs> The only place I had to, ever had to perform was church or choirs and secular music. I was not performing at bars and until I met those guys. I didn't really know or appreciate what it was to be a performer.
1: Did they in give the you a moment. lot of did they teach you a lot? And where did you meet them? Where tell me where you're from.
0: So I'm from Potomac, Maryland. Potomac, right Maryland. Potomac, Maryland. Potomac. Yes, like the Potomac River. The Potomac River, Maryland. Yes. Okay. Although it reads like Potomac, but it's Potomac. So you're from Potomac? Yes.
1: Did you meet them there?
0: I did. So rewinding way back, I had um and I still have a business partner who's been an advocate of mine for a long time but in the earlier years he was investing in me financially which is a beautiful thing he believed in me as an artist and a singer and um, his family got behind me and made the first few years a lot easier I will say yes Um, we had no idea what we were doing but (laughs) we knew that we had Passion and music and talent. So in the beginning, were you writing your own songs? I was. Okay. some of them you will never hear. In (laughs) fact, most of them you'll never hear.
1: So you've been writing songs from a really young age.
0: Yes. Yeah. But until I came to Nashville, um, I realized what it really takes to be a writer. And I think having all the resources here of either people who are amazing writers or singers or musicians really accelerated my development and it's yes. like baptism by fire when I'm right. here. Right. So that
1: was kind of your first record deal. With yes. The, you had an investor who kind of he started a label for you right. in other words. And then at the same time well, that you're singing that with actually, the cover. Man. I
0: got a singles deal with Universal Republic.
1: And you covered be- yes. you somebody. Yes. From Kings of Leon which was so good you did a different version. I will never forget when you Thank did that. You. It was so
0: great. How did you decide to do that? Well, actually and this uh, harkens back to how young I was. <laughs> I was connected with Tommy Mottola. Oh, he's like
1: Mariah Carey. Yes, all
0: of them. Who Did, was he married he to? was Mariah? married to Mariah. Yeah, I think Michael Jackson was not a fan of his at the end of his career, but he's an amazing man. I think and he knows pop talent. culturally. Those are the references that a lot of people know. But he yes. ran Sony, and so you um, were linked up with him. I was, and it was wow. very strange how it happened. And Let's like, hear I don't it. ever really. Talk about it because he just introduced me. He wasn't really part of my career beyond um, our initial meeting and him helping me make network connections with James Stroud, who was one of the producers on my first record. Which he also then signed you to Stroud Various, Right, Which yes. was an uh, imprint under... It was under then R&J Records. Okay. So it wasn't an imprint, it was Stroud's label. Okay, so is that the second record now? Yes.
1: So Tommy Matola introduced you to James Stroud? Mm-hmm. How did that meeting happen? I want to know how you got that room situation. How are y'all all all in the same room? So
0: I basically was writing from an early age and performing. Are you in Nashville at this point? Not yet. Not yet. I was at Clemson. Okay. Uh, You're in college now. Yes. First record deal's done. Hasn't happened. So the timeline is... Okay. I know I'm being really confusing. And sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, (laughs) how? what order did this happen in? Okay. So just, yeah, to break down the timeline. So... I start playing with the B Street Band, get connected with my investor. We haven't struck a deal or a record deal or any formal agreement on how we're going to do this. We're just like, we're going to Nashville. Okay. And, um, before I make that move, because I am invested in my career at Clemson at that point, I was in the middle of my sophomore year. Everyone from my family goes to college or went to college. So the concept of leaving to go to Nashville was a scary one and very unconventional. So did you bail on Clemson? I did. said peace out. I said peace out, (laughs) but I wasn't going to just sling a guitar over my shoulder and be like, I'm going to Nashville with like a hobo (laughs) stick. My parents were like, you need to lay down a foundation of... Uh, you know, Where are you going to live? Who are you going to work with? What's the game plan? And now we realize that you can do all of that it's and so just nice. throw it out the window. But <laughs> nice it was to nice... try to be prepared. Yeah. Good
1: intentions there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Your plans in the music industry are like always laughable. Hilarious. But ambition is not. So right. true I that. I think, you know, they knew that I was hell bent on doing this. And if I was going to deviate from the conventional <laughs> path that most Potomac natives follow then I would had to be serious about it so I was able to with my investor at the time my business partner find a way to get to Tommy Matola. we how found did you find someone that way who knew someone who knew someone who basically <laughs> was he the goal a what? house next to Tommy and Aspen it was like seven degrees of separation and nothing really professional did y'all like fly to Aspen rooted. or knock on his door no, but that would have been not past, like, the realm of uh, Was he the goal? Was he the one you were wanting to meet? He was the only one that we could even think of as a contact. And, yes, he's way high on the totem pole. Okay. But we were so far removed from anyone within the industry just because we were... Out writing and performing and gigging with this band Doesn't mean we had any idea what we were doing From a business perspective But I
1: love that you're just fearless Okay, so you got seven degrees to Tommy Mottola Yes You finally get there
0: I get some original music through to him That I've recorded in some studio in New Jersey and Tommy hears the potential in the vocals. And, and the you were melody. young at this point. How old? It was a baby. I was 18, not yet 19. I so moved. he
1: hears it at 18. That's yes. a big deal for Tommy Mutola. to have some random girl getting the music to him. He actually likes it. Yes. And I'm, awesome. I'm
0: sure that there was like a political push through with this contact of ours. It was like, no, really listen to this. I know. Just do me this favor. But he liked it. And so we'll take it. That's amazing. <laughs> His assistant called me when I was on my way to class. Did you fall out the frame? I did. I didn't <laughs> go to class that day. I can imagine. But it's such a small little piece of the journey. I think that um, it's just, it's like if I thought that things were going to happen the way that Tommy laid them out, six months, you're going to release a single, we're going to put an album out, like none of that happened. So he had a quick release for you. He had... Big plans, but he really was not involved. Okay. Made the connection with um, James Stroud. So he's like, I'm gonna link
1: you up with James Stroud.
0: Yes, Laura Stroud was um, part of the A and R department at Sony when Tommy was involved with the Dixie Chicks. Okay. So okay, and that's Tom, that's James's wife. Yes. Well, not anymore. Oh, wait, that was his former <coughs> wife. Okay. Yes. Right at the time. Yeah. Um, I know it's crazy. <laughs> I feel like. It's good. We're putting. We're piecing it together. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that was forever and ever and ever ago. I wish I could give Tommy more credit, (laughs) but he really didn't have anything more to do with.
1: But sometimes an introduction from someone like that is a big. I mean, that goes a long way. Yes. So James now is like on board. I go
0: from having no contacts in Nashville to then all of a sudden having. Laura Stroud and James Stroud. Laura being such an amazing publisher, her ear for a song, she taught me so much about taste and what uh, the difference between a good song and a great song. That's awesome and, and she, valuable information. Yeah, and the funny thing is you know, I went one way at a certain point, she went another, and we've connected now. in um, the weirdest way, How? I, I work with Narvel Blackstock – He's my manager now. And he and does Blake Shelton. He does Blake Shelton and Kelly. and Oh, Kelly Clarkson. Yes. Good and company. Yeah, just one. Sorry. Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> I'm like, no last name Kelly needed. Ne- no
1: last name needed. I mean, really, there's not
0: yes. much of a last name needed. Right. And he is just very smart and patient. Love that about him. I think that that's a testament to just his... He's a veteran of this industry, but he's also fresh his perspective and his son brandon i think they make a great he's married to kelly clarkson yeah that's right so cute and it's just like two generations coming together my husband works at starstruck now how great is that he has someone to now be a buffer between us because he was (laughs) managing me in the interim when my last label folded so rpm the last song i ever put out with them was girl in your truck song which i love the writers of that song but That was one of those things where
1: it was a great. I didn't song, feel though. Great like idea, I was one hundred percent
0: behind the the meaning of the song. Right. I thought it was a great, very clever gateway hit to all this other stuff that I was mm-hmm. about to release. And then, unfortunately, it was like that time where you had to be, you know, either pro bro country or pro traditional, and there's nothing in between. And I'm like, this is not how we operate. That's mm-hmm. not how music is. And um. It's unfortunate that so many people identify artists now based on one single or one radio song. I know, it's so cutthroat. And, you know, I think you are a musician and you're married to a musician. You know that there's a lot of depth that you wish you could see. It's just people's attention spans are... We're trained to be, like, used to listening to music that way. I know. So that's sort of, like, a way long answer to get back to the Variety show. And also,
1: also though, Laura. So how did mm-hmm. you reconnect
0: with Laura Stroud? Well, Laura and I have always just been really good friends, and I felt like I was at this time where I was being creative and writing all these songs, and I wanted her opinion as a publisher and someone who, you know, really taught me how to hear a good song. And I reached back out to her and this guy, I was at dinner with her and it was Narvel because she and James had split in a very amicable way, but she and Narvel were together. So I was almost like, this is like, Narvel better be good to her. Like, you know, <laughs> you've I, been in I, it all, all. this guy's great, but you know, Laura was my girl. And, yeah. um, even now, since we've been working together, she's so respectful of what he does and what I do, but she's also one of the smartest people ever. So, so how crazy
1: that you worked with her for your first real, I guess, record deal with Stradivarius. Yes. And now you're working with her again in a totally different situation. I mean, we're with Narvel, your manager. Yeah. We're, Isn't that crazy?
0: It's crazy. She's meant to be in your life. She's absolutely meant to be in my life. <laughs> and I feel like her opinion is as valuable to me now as it ever was. But um, she really was my, she helped me in my most developmental stages early on. And then I think that my last two years of being a totally independent artist have also been, like, times of tough growth, but freedom that it's I've been able to sort of surprise myself. It's been really cool.
1: And that's where the variety show came out of. Okay, but before I get there, so then you, meet, Tommy Mottola introduces you to James Stroud. So now... Are, is that one record together, your investor with James Stroud? Are you straight on various his label? How does that happen?
0: I was first signed to Universal Republic with the singles deal, and that was orchestrated by Tommy and Doug Morris. But I was working with staff that was about to be Republic, Nashville, here, and also people out of New York. It was not a good It was not effective. It was
1: exciting, though, to have a record deal. It was exciting, but like... From Tommy Mottola and I look back on it now and
0: I'm like, I've had record deals. I probably wouldn't (laughs) have taken that one today. Right. And I don't think that my investor, Tom, would have taken it either because... So he was investing with Universal? No, we were just there was the potential for his investment after. Okay. okay. He They eventually got him to invest. So it was just like this. <laughs> it's just a lot
1: of it was factors. And
0: I believe moving forward, like people need to have skin in the game. If you're mm-hmm. going to team up with anyone, then there's got to be a mutual sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I mean, either financial or or passionate about what you're doing or your reputation on the line. I mean, you're asking so much of both people, the artist and the team to get behind it and share it with the world, get it to the world that I don't think I'll ever be in a situation where I was, you know, having to put all the investment in and invest in like of my time and my, my life and my heart. It's like, I, I think I just hurt a little too much. I, I, Felt a little too much for a while.
1: Okay, so y'all put out You Somebody, though. That Mm -hmm. was a Kings of Leon song. How did you decide to cover that song? I didn't. I was told to do that. Well, it sounded
0: great. (laughs) Thank you. But I think it was one of those things that I had another song ready to go, and uh, if I wasn't going to get to do that, I was going to do my damnedest to make this opportunity sound the best that it could. Because, listen... It's not, oh, poor me, I got a deal, and I had to do a different song than I was going to do. I still had an opportunity that a lot of people wish that they could have gotten. Absolutely. There's a lot of artists out there who would make, be patient with the process. Right. And, you know, hope that you do something and you get to do what you really want later. That's totally. something I think every artist uh, can buy into at one point in mm-hmm. their career, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Okay, so that comes out, and then what happened after you? Somebody came out. So then, I I think I could just basically condense the following three years into, you know, just uh, one indie label from the next, and it was a tumultuous time in Nashville, and it only got worse. But why did it only get worse? Just I think indie labels. It was hard. Indie labels weren't. They weren't really able to get artists up the charts like they could can now. right? Right. I feel like. Do you kind of feel that way? Um, yeah, I think it was extremely political. It continues to be a little bit, but I also think that there are people out there, tastemakers, who are exposing people who wouldn't necessarily be up on that pedestal that they would be on if they were the chosen one at a major label. Absolutely. and Like some heavy-hitter radio people. Like John Marks was doing that with Sirius. Right. and John Bobby Marks Bones was amazing to me. I think yes. John Marks was... Someone who, and he continues to be at Spotify, but he just played a song. The criteria was, does he like it or not? Yeah. It wasn't, oh, all the other bullshit that goes into like every decision that, you know, like a radio station would have to make where their hands were tied. And I think even the most influential people at radio probably hate a lot of things about the system. Totally. They get crucified for it. It's like every business is going to have. Those drawbacks. Does right. that mean you're going to stop making music? No. no way. It's like, okay, that sucks about that, but I'm sure that it will work in my favor someday. Exactly. You and just then I'll keep love going. it. It's like, whatever. So at some point you were
1: Margaret Durante. Yes. And then you had a big change and right. you switched and you reemerged. And now I
0: just keep changing.
1: As from- Maggie Rose, though. And you came out with a new song, I Ain't Your Mama. That's right. So that was in the middle of all the indie deals? Yes. So that was actually... Which At I love that song. I ain't your mama. You, you were sassy,
0: hot. The vocals were great. Song was thank great. You. I um, wish I still had that leopard dress. I don't have it, it anywhere. so smoking. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I know. I think my dad was like, what the hell is that? Like The first time he saw the video. Um, but, you know, we grown up. I'm a grown ass woman. Yes, you are. But um, that was really fun for me. And I think that uh, it was more an act of like you know John Carmonica he said this and he wrote this and he's for the New York Times so I was like okay I believe him what he says but he said it perfectly he's like I feel like it was more of an act of liberation for her than reinvention it's just like that was the more authentic thing for me and yes I think if you look at it on paper it can seem contrived to be like oh you're changing your name and your look but I was kind of untethering myself from all the mistakes that had been made up to that point you which started was so
1: young you didn't even know what you're probably yes. doing at that point
0: and you know we were uh throwing a lot of money at the wrong things and we were making compromises financially and artistically and had I really even had time to write Something from, like, my soul. I, d- I didn't know what love was at that point. I oh, hadn't yeah. had my heart broken. But by that point, when I started going by Maggie Rose, I had seen a lot. Yeah. And I had been surprised by people and in wonderful ways and disappointed by people and others. You but really
1: started to get into the throes of life. Yes.
0: And I even feel like the last year was, like, the... This is going to sound so <laughs> stupid, but... And cheesy, but it was like the Maggie Rose 2.0 reinvention last year for me because not that every time I cut my hair it means I love anything significant, like but it was just another thing that I was like, all right, what else can I do? How versatile can we be? Because that, to me, flexibility in this industry is what keeps you sane, mm-hmm. and I think a flexible mind is a healthy mind just in general, that. but it's also like more lighthearted the more of a chameleon i can be then i think it doesn't mean i'm unfocused i think it just means that i'm forgiving of myself and of those boundaries that we all put around ourselves i and love that I'm having a really good time.
1: You're, you seem like you're better than ever. But tell me, where did but Maggie Rose come from? You like, going from?
0: back to, like, the <laughs> early days. Did you see how confused I got? I was like, and then, and then, and well, then. Well, there's just so like, many I pieces. I can't to remember,
1: the... really. Okay, there's so many pieces of the puzzle. Honestly, I had to write a timeline of my life the other day. Like, from this year to this year, I did this. Because it starts to blur together. Mm-hmm. And same with you. Like, you have so many pieces in your life and so many players. There's a lot
0: of moving parts. You have yes. re- so
1: many record deals, so many, like, people that have, like, invested in you that believe in you. You know? Where did Maggie Rose come from?
0: Um, Maggie is just derived from Margaret. Okay. My dad always called me Maggie. And Rose is my middle name. And du- oh. Durante, people for some reason, I always thought it was easy to pronounce growing up, but of course that's <laughs> like my biased perspective. But no one could ever pronounce it. They're like Durante. Yeah, and that is, I think my Italian ancestors would like that, but Durante or Durant or
1: it's a million uh, You know, options. and
0: also, like, I think that there's something nice about having that persona. I feel like until you fake it, till you make it, mm-hmm. if I have fun as a character and I'm like, I'm meant to bring people joy and entertain them, then that's the role I need to fill. That's who I need to be. So, you know, when I'm hanging out with you and I'm hanging out with Austin and stuff, I'm... Maggie a marge, a mag's, a Margaret, and all the things, <laughs> but Maggie Rose kind of helped me get into that mindset like this is a, this is this is not a hobby this <laughs> is like this is for real uh there is marketing behind it, there is a brand, and people shouldn't be embarrassed other artists of assuming that persona it's, I it doesn't mean you're inauthentic, if anything, it means that you have a focus and an appreciation for. What we're doing, and I think too, having a persona
1: like a stage persona. Honestly, Michael has it when he puts on his hat. Yes. you know, it's like all of a sudden you You know it's game time when he puts that hat on. You switch into like, okay, I'm here to rock people's faces because you have to pep yourself up for it. You can't just walk out there as your average Joe and be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to sing a couple songs. I mean, you can, but if you really want to be the entertainer, like I know you do, you have. It's like Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. Oh yes. You know? Yes. I totally get behind that. Okay, so you had all of that happen. Like just like I feel like it was like a tw- you know, just a you're swirling. It's all it was happening. In like the early
0: twenties. Your early twenties. Pivotal like 18 to 23 was.
1: Oh. So many things happened for I you was then.
0: Twenty-three when I started going by Maggie Rose. I was at the end of my twenty-third year or whatever. And I just feel like it was those really uh, dynamic years where you become an adult a little bit. And then the last couple of then like that other big uh, transitional period too, where um, I, I feel like instead of having to posture and do the persona Of okay, now it's time to be Maggie Rose. You just are now, yeah. You just are
1: Maggie Rose. (laughs) Did you know that you are yourself? What? (laughs) (laughs) You really are though, and I love the short hair because it takes
0: a badass to pull it off. It looks amazing. Sometimes I want to just glue this to my head. No, you not really. That sounds. You rock
1: it, like you rock it, and it's your thing, and it's edgy, and it's hot, and it looks so good on you. Thank you. But aren't you kind of glad that you've got all that just swirl of stuff? Figuring it it's out. Like just now like, you know. You know what crazy. you want to do. You know you've been through the ringer. But the thing that's so cool, you've consistently had powerhouses believe in you. So there is something that everyone sees in you that they always want to be a part of, which is so such a compliment,
0: I feel like. Well, thank you for saying that. I do think that my team right now is unbelievable. I also don't feel like I... Like I said last year, I was setting the table, but I wasn't like, okay, I need this manager and this agency. It It was just like Laura coming back into my life and then Narvel starting to get interested in, okay, what, what does Maggie have going on? And then coming to my shows and then he and I started having a great relationship and then started working together and signing with Mark Dennis and now who's that, um, he's a Badass agent at oh. CAA. And oh my gosh, Meredith so Jones awesome. and Kylan Sharp. So you have an incredible booking agent yes, team. Yes, they got me on
1: Soul to Soul.
0: I'm gonna, you're going yes. on tour with
1: Faith and Tim.
0: Yes, so I don't know. Stop. When I don't know when you're going to put this up, Stop. but it's going to be in August, and it's not the whole tour, of course, because they're trying to be really supportive of a bunch of. Holy New cow, acts. how many how many shows are you playing with them? Two in Philadelphia and one in Albany.
1: You are playing on I Soul freaked to Soul? I No, no. Are you serious? I freaked out. Like, Faith and Tim? It
0: was Thursday morning. So,
1: I'm not ready to recover
0: from this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Out. You're going on tour Soul to Soul? It's, yes, and I, I, Narvel <gasps> called me, and I'm it was Thursday morning, early, here. and uh, I, I woke up, and honestly, I answered his call, and he was like, hey. I want to be the first to tell you he'd he'd probably been up for like seven hours at that point. (laughs) He's like, I got some good news for a Thursday morning and (laughs) you're going to be going out with uh, Tim and Faith. And I was in shock. I was like, I just wanted to get tickets to the show. (laughs) Like that was my goal—is just to make sure that I secured some tickets to the Nashville show. Oh, He's like, "Well, you're going now, so
1: so you're doing the Nashville show?"
0: No, I wish, but, but who cares? I think that I'll be at the Nashville show. Yeah,
1: and um, you're gonna know them. You're gonna sing on the same stage on their tour.
0: I—they're legendary to me. No, and to me too. Like I also I've their moved... relationship is legendary. Exactly. Two people who can be in the industry and work together and not get competitive about it and keep it together. I'm sure there were times where it wasn't easy. You know, but they stuck it out like you and I are both
1: we're same thing
0: married, married to someone who's in this industry. But at least Austin and I aren't in the position where we compete with each other. It's symbiotic. I need him <laughs> mm-hmm. to make it work. He needs me. But he's not trying to be an artist, right? I, I really appreciate and admire to have a couple that. that's an artist, and they're to super artists. hot. So I so mean, so like, hot, come on!
1: Oh my god, I mean, Faith Hill, I swear to you, is one of the main reasons why I moved to Nashville. Yes, back in the day, I saw her in Twain. And I was like, I got yes. to be there. I have got to be there. I
0: went to both those shows, oh. ever, and those were some of my first concerts I ever Full went
1: circle. to. Full mm-hmm. circle. You know,
0: I read this quote and says, "Don't forget to be."
1: thankful for the things you things you have that you always wish for, or something like that. Things you have now that you always wish for. Like, now it feels so cool that you're on that show, but you're also kind of, like, probably, like,
0: not shocked. Well, you know, like, I think how- I'm just... There's, like, a quiet excitement because I also think it's a combination of nerves. and Yes. Uh, you know, this is going to sound so sad, and I don't mean this in a <laughs> sad way, but I feel like my joke with... Saratomek, who you know very well, my drummer, is we call my career. <laughs> this <laughs> is like so. This is totally like my sarcastic humor, but we're like we should name the next album "Dangling Carrot." Or the next tour is the <laughs> "Dangling Carrot" tour. Everything's always been the "Dangling Carrot" because there have been these amazing things um, that I feel like it's just like come right here, there. come here, and we're like, ah. <laughs> and we always just kind of come short from it. But I think that right now where I am, I don't feel that way. Well, it's because the first time preparing. I have ever felt it. Your whole like visualizing life it. was preparing you for this. Like,
1: honestly, if you would have gotten it sooner, you might not have been the artist that you are, you no. know, maybe you hadn't evolved exactly into where you are into the Maggie Rose
0: that you are truly. Right. And I hope that that is something that continues happening because as painful as it can be, it's also really beautiful. And it is painful though. It, yes. It's and I exhausting. But you know, that's, all part of it. If I could see my 15 year old self, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> everything is part of the process, including the stuff that makes you cry and want to give up. You know, it's also the really high points. Like, you know, I've had some really great things happen lately. And tell me the greatest things that happen that you can talk about. Because I know a lot things. of stuff is
1: happening that not all is announced and everything. So, like, and you have just a lot of exciting potential yeah
0: well I mean I can I obviously told you about this song that I wrote two and a half years ago that um Lady Gaga just cut now until I hear it on the radio (laughs) I don't believe it but I know for a fact that she went into the studio and put her vocals on it took time off from her Super Bowl rehearsals to cut the song and I think that that no is... one can ever take that from me. She's
1: Even if it never makes an album or is even a single or whatever. Yeah, it's... and I,
0: I had a hand in writing the song with a, a bunch of other talented writers, but it was something that I never knew even two and a half years ago that she would ever hear. And we were writing it for my project, and one of the girls that I wrote it with is also a great artist, and when it didn't look like it was going to happen for me, she was going to cut it, and then... Someone else had it and it just sort of floated around. I never thought anything was going to come of it. And right before Christmas. Lady Gaga. Yeah. I mean, and like if you could, if you asked me to pick any artist who I think is like ballsy and brave right now in our generation, I would say her. I always would. But it's cool that. Amazing.
1: Uh, Compliment, honor. Like,
0: you know? It freaks me out though. I'm like, okay, that's (laughs) awesome. Wasn't even really seeking that out and it's just one of those beautiful things that comes to you when you're you have your head down and you're working on all this other stuff i forget about all the seeds that i've been planting maybe
1: they've been watered this whole time and what
0: if they all sprout at the same time right and you know that being part of this catalog that i own now that you know we austin and i were saving money for our first house This down payment, and instead we invested in ourselves, and we, with a bunch of family members and family friends, bought it back. And it's just because I wanted to, I didn't want those songs to languish around. I think that, you know, I wrote those while I was at Play It Again, and that was such a great space. Is that a publishing company? Yes, Play It Again is a publishing company that Dallas Davidson started. And then, you know, when we parted ways, you know, I can't ever deny that those two years that I was there, I wrote my ass off. And some of the best songs I've ever written... You wanted those songs. Right. Well, and I think that we I wanted to see them come to fruition. And I know that if I take that into my hands, then I'll, those songs won't sit around. And not that they would necessarily, but I'm making an album. And a lot of that I wrote while I was there. And it's nice that he let me buy it back, but... You know, now I wait to buy my house. <laughs> hey, but you know
1: what? You can always buy a house but when yes. you're going to seize the day when yes, it comes absolutely. to your
0: art. And I think that's just like part of the crazy, like, excitement and not drama, but like... Taking a risk just on like, yourself. Yes. There's, I'm proud to invest in myself that way. And in Austin. I'm pointing that way because my house is over there, <laughs> Like, the we way. literally are a stone <laughs> throw away.
1: No, it's snowing in Nashville today. It's snowing. So, I mean, yeah. talk about like freezing. It was sunny and perfect yesterday. And now it's snowing. Now feels like a woman. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. But, so, but we so, love it. We love it. <laughs> but that's so cool that you and Austin are doing this together as a couple. Yes. You know, he's just invested as you are. Like, I feel like that is so
0: great. Yeah. And I, no problem talking about this, but I'm showcasing for labels in town right now. And I just had one last week that went so well and the way that we're doing it. Cause I didn't get here yesterday. I've been here for a long time as we're just showing all this music that I've been writing. I'm making an album with Jimmy Robbins. He's
1: Oh, he's amazing. He's
0: amazing and we're Incredible co-producing hit it, writer. but basically I had cut songs before he came in and I sat around for a while and I think it's just like anything when you the and I'm sure you've seen this meme, but it's like creative process. It's like, okay, this might be good. This is awesome. This is this is the best song ever. And then you're like, okay, I don't know. This is shit. I suck. Okay. And it just goes you know, back. This, says, and this forth. sucks, then I suck. Yeah. <laughs> then you're just like, I quit. I quit. And then back again. And it I think, is. you know, with all the drama of like uh, us relocating to new company. Management, new management, new, new agency, new publishing. Everything I mean, new. And then our dog got real sick. And oh, I was just
1: like... That's a heavy load. We had
0: just gotten married and... Hey, you know what? If you can my survive My grandparents that. and just all this stuff. It was crazy. Maybe
1: God was like, I'm going to really put you guys through the ringer to just get your marriage right. nice and strong in the beginning.
0: Right. <laughs> so this is from like when I cut the songs in August. I was just doing this by myself, no one helping me produce it. And then I kind of doubted myself for a little bit. And then I got back to a point where I was like, no, this needs to be done. And Jimmy and I wrote together and it was like, it just became apparent that we had great chemistry. Um, Nicole Clawson and Jimmy and I have written, a bunch of songs for the project now, and then in the studio, like it's just. And Nicole just wrote; she won Song of the Year with Automatic yeah, she's for Miranda. A freak of Nature. I love writing with her, and she'll just like be over there, kind of typing. Then she'll spit out like an entire line, and you're like, "All right." You're like, "I love everything about that," and I'm not just. You're like, sometimes I want to censor it, just something, so I'm showing that like <laughs> I'm listening. But you're like, but I'm perfect. not just a yes person, but she really is just like really talented, just a beautiful mind and not not in like the but yeah. weird movie way where he's like a schizophrenic. She's <laughs> so smart. She doesn't actually see other people make yes. up stories about them. Okay, She's brilliant. And Jimmy, his heart is massive, but he's also a boss. Like in the studio, it, it, it's not mindless production. There are intricate choices being made. Um, so tell me about the choices being made for this album that
1: you're making. What's it going to sound like? And then I'll w- actually... Before... Yeah, tell me this. And then I want to recap on the Variety
0: Show because we didn't really talk yeah, about that
1: album. I know, I I, love. you
0: asked me about it and then I went off onto a tangent about... Like,
1: it's okay, we'll, get, we'll make our way back around. Um, tell me about what this album is going to be So about. this
0: album, it's... The Variety Show was just something I had to make. I was, that, was,
1: that wasn't traditional country music.
0: No, and I think some of it wasn't country at all. And a lot of people... Um, You know, you have to check a box when you put a song or album out on iTunes. And given all the time I had invested in country, I was like, well, I'm going to market this to country because that's where my fans are and Mm -hmm. the people who have supported me. And, you know, some of the people that I probably would never be able to have too long of a conversation with in real life were like, this isn't country. And I was like, I never said it was, but (laughs) it has to be something. It's like, you know. The Variety Show, it was something I had to make just to say I'm not done making music. And And you killed it with that album. Same Sky, I put on repeat over and over and over again. And not that anyone thought I was done making music, but because that's what we output i had to put something out mm-hmm. and thank you for saying that about I loved Sky. that i love I that loved that getting your movie. iphone videos of you singing it in the car with some friends <laughs> when it Those came out high. i was
1: like maggie rose has arrived <laughs> what this is so good well
0: and leslie fram and oh she's over at cmt the biggest female advocate in country music she's insane and stacy cato and jordan walker like that whole crew. Oh, I'm going out on the CMT Next Women tour next month.
1: Huge deal. So
0: Martina yes. McBride's
1: headlining. Yes. Talk to me about that. Martina
0: McBride, who I'm really excited. Her crew has been amazing. They're basically letting us use their gear to play our twenty minute set. And then Oh my gosh. Um Post Monroe, they're at Starstruck as well. And, and they're, they're a trio of females who are awesome. Yes, they're great. And really fun to be around I'm excited to be on the road with them but I we're love kinda those doing girls. a around thing because um my guitar player and drummer are gonna play for both of us because there was one or two weekends where I was gonna be in Mexico for a songwriting festival I know it sounds just terrible <laughs> so to go they're gonna play with Post Monroe at those dates too but it's just like awesome it's Right where I want to be, especially at the beginning of the year. So it's
1: Lauren Elena, it's you, and Postman. I will switch off, Mm -hmm. and then Lauren Elena
0: and Martina McBride in the
1: CMT Next Women of Country tour. Yes, and you also were named CMT Next Women of Country, which is a big deal to get inducted into those classes. Yeah, and pretty much it's like these are
0: the women to look out for. They're coming through in country music. That's what I watched growing up. I watched CMT music video countdowns like in my friend's basement and it's really cool to see myself on their countdowns in their next Women of a country segment. Can you Best even Man believe Rose it? There. It's really, it, it's, I think it's going to be great energy for this And Lauren Elena and is so she's sweet, awesome. positive, just dropped her album. Yes. What a, and obviously Martina is Martina. I mean, she's the queen. I know. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> that, I'm hoping to hang out with her. Uh, I bet you will. She's like this small and her voice is so massive. <laughs> I but, know. <laughs> Same uh, with you. Well, thank Ditto. you. She's, she's smaller than me. I've been next to her. I'm like, oh, I'm tall today. It's awesome.
1: How exciting, though, especially coming out of, like you said, 2016 set the table. You had a lot of, like, growing pains and a lot of change. And now it's like, okay, you got your manager. You got your team. You got some incredible tours. Faith and Tim, CMT Next Women tour. Are you just, like, feeling light as a feather and light ready to as a rock? Feather.
0: Yes, I am, and getting this album wrapped up and with a great producer, someone you're jiving with, like yes, and who genuinely cares about making it awesome, the music
1: and oh, we didn't talk about. Okay, so tell me about the sound for this album. Variety show was like I'm kind of showing you all my sides.
0: It was all over the place and intentionally called the variety show. Yes, and I was gonna do a volume two because at that time I had amassed so much music that I was like, okay, and I'll just put another one out. In a couple months, it might be a little more aggressive in the mm-hmm. pop direction, but I didn't really have this opportunity, like it hadn't quite formed yet, where I could make this record with Jimmy, and Narvel wasn't in the picture, so at that point, I thought I might just really enjoy putting out these crazy, kind of like tapestry Carol King things, yeah. except uh, I wish Carol King is...
1: just like amazing
0: but I loved that she did that she was a writer and I got to a point where I was like maybe I'll just be like the crazy writer who like performs shows every now and then no you are a (laughs) performer I would have died I love it that's such your soul on stage and I think it's cyclical for me I know that you know creativity is but I need to be performing To fill the well so that I can go back and write and vice versa. I love that. Like, I need to be hibernating and, like, fat and happy writing and then out (laughs) on the road in my... Lean, mean, fight machine. And not quite literally, but, yeah, that is part of it where it's, like, go, let off, go, let off. You have to take time for both. Or else I'll burn out, and that's why I feel like I've been doing this for 10 years without ever taking a break even though I may have not been releasing music commercially. You're still just pounding the pavement. So what can we expect in this album? So, This album is going to be more cohesive. Okay. Obviously the Variety Show was was intended to be the opposite, um, which is why bringing Jimmy in to produce with me was just like so important because he offers that other perspective. Where he could see, and he's
1: written so many hits for yes. country music too. So he's got a pulse. He's, on what's It's almost working. like
0: having an A and R and a producer. He knows it works. Yes, as your right hand you. man. Yes, and so he's it's perfect. You know, down to just like pulling everything together and the bigger picture beyond just the sonic part of it. I think he's very strategic and comprehensive there. But it's it's got like a cool little swag. It's R and B feeling, but it's a country record. And
1: if you were going to put yourself in company with three other artists that okay. you that like they would not sound alike but they would blend well together, who would you add to that collection? Um,
0: I think there's, I, I mean, I love what Marin Morris is doing. Mm-hmm. I know that that's like not original, everyone loves what Marin Morris is doing right now. <laughs> she's killing it. I think she's really done a lot for just like pushing those boundaries. Carol King, I mentioned her already, but I think, like, those writing and the lyric intention behind her songs and that sense of self is really strong in there. I'm trying to think of a third, and I think it might be more, like, stylistically... Mm, (laughs) Who am I thinking of? I don't know. I need to think of that. But there's, like, a... There's definitely an adult subject matter in some songs, uh, but there's also on the other end, like I think I'm catering to a demographic that might be um, like the people who would listen to Taylor Swift too. But earlier I earlier on. That there's
1: adult subject matter because you're an adult and I'm, I, an, adult. You I'm know, an adult. You're a married <laughs> yeah. woman. And I think that there is a place for that. Like a, adults need yeah. music also that they I think can Shania to.
0: had this sensuality about mm-hmm. her, but also was super fun and again really creative shania it's like oh that's a risky one no one loves shania everyone loves shania and but I got she to had to
1: put herself out there
0: yes and i think you know she was sexy and she wasn't afraid of that and she um she was like a little bit of like country's madonna yeah she would reinvent herself mm-hmm. and i hope she would appreciate that as a compliment but like there is some. I mean, being powerful and in touch with your sexuality and your confidence and your yes. intelligence and and not using your sexuality because you're like, oh, I want to like try to make everyone see how hot and awesome. No, it's because yeah. you feel good in it's yourself. More, it comes from within. It's yes. not. And
1: you're like trying to get
0: everyone out there to make out, but like yes,
1: you feel good. That's in your always skin. a plus side. Yes, I have actually had struggled that a little bit of just like embracing my sexuality because i don't want to be like oh i'm just trying to get all these people to think i'm so hot because that's
0: not it it's just owning your womanhood yes. and feeling great Being in your feminine. Skin. and trust me from the outside it does not look like you have a problem <laughs> with that
1: i you feel do not like either
0: you look like you're having fun and you're lighthearted. and i think that that's also like my style like fashion wise it's lighthearted. Mm-hmm. it's the same thing with like you ever feel like you're getting too in a uniform then I think that that goes from being focused to just being closed off and kind of regimented and it works in a lot of aspects of life but not necessarily for my music or what I put on to wear I love that armor. you love fashion too though like fashion is a big part of you I feel like it is I feel well yeah and sometimes I miss but I think that means I'm trying <laughs> but you like really embrace it and go for it
1: and like have really developed a style with it, which I Thanks. love.
0: Thanks, Carol.
1: I love it. Even to your hair, the way you cut your hair, like it's such a statement. It's awesome. Like it's you. Thank
0: you. I think there's nothing to hide behind and it, you know, I get out the door a little bit quicker which without is so awesome. much hair. <laughs> I used to spend 45 minutes when my hair was down to here. It was all like wavy because it was before I had uh, processed it like this. <laughs> it comes out of my head like this, okay? Oh, yeah. But, uh I there is power to that too. I think it's just a different stage of my life. Just owning yourself. and I'd had it. I'd had it and enjoyed it. And there are times where I look at your like long, beautiful, luscious locks, beautiful. And but, no, I get but you a rock it. Jelly, You
1: rock it though. It's your thing.
0: Thank you. It's totally your thing. Thank you. I it's it's fun. Nothing to hide behind.
1: Okay, so tell me. Obviously, a bunch of things are getting crossed off your bucket list this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is on your bucket list?
0: I would love to take Austin to Europe mm. and go touring in Europe. Well, that will definitely happen. I don't know if that's, I want to be, you know, logical with the logistics of uh, my touring schedule and when it's optimal to go there, but that is definitely something I'm going to do. Um, putting this album out will be a huge bucket list just to get that sophomore album out I think that's one of the most daunting things for an artist is to be like okay I'm gonna try this again (laughs) let's do it um you know continuing to play keeping my band together I know these sound not like lifetime achievement things but that those are my dreams right now is just keeping this momentum going I would love to see Lady Gaga performing this song oh um, hopefully at the Grammys, you know, yeah. I'm not, or,
1: or winning a Grammy just, with her, you know, I'm that not time. trying to be,
0: yeah, <laughs> yes, that'd be cool, I want to go to the Grammys next year, um, in 2018,
1: and, and be nominated,
0: yes, but I also, like, I want to get back on, stages where like, I'm reaching a lot of people, because that is what made me feel, so alive, and it made me want to, jump on social media, every day, it was that rapport, mm-hmm. and I miss that, and I think that, these last two years have felt more behind the scenes because of that mm-hmm. and I've still been touring and doing shows but not at the rigor that I was before so you're ready to get back out there yeah I am and I think you know first things first with the music and finishing this but I think most of the content is almost written and then we go in and we tweak it and we work on that but once it's written and laid down the first time then I can go out and tour, tweak, go out and tour and come back. And finding it. my home, I think, with the label, either here in Nashville or in L.A., will be a big step for me because I haven't offered myself up for that uh, in a long Tony, time. Maybe you should have Tony Motola just for yeah. fun. In hey, the meantime, Tommy. No, Tommy. What she went up to. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's in management now.
1: But I mean, my my just for fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what I've been doing since we last spoke.
1: Yeah. Just so in case you were wondering. Yes.
0: He might know. He, he might know what's going on.
1: He probably does. I bet he keeps the pulse on you.
0: We'll see. I, I, I'll reach out. I'll call him right when we're done. Yeah. Just
1: <laughs> ring him on a Sunday. I love it. Okay, so I think, have we pretty much covered it all? Am I missing something? I mean, I'm missing a million because your life is so interesting. Your
0: life is so interesting. D- girl, you are the shining star. But is I it? do, I do feel like it's such a walk down memory lane I couldn't piece some of this earlier stuff together and I think that's good I feel like I've not suppressed it but I've moved past it Moved on yeah I love
1: that okay so I like to wrap up with leave your light okay so leave some inspiration of how you have been inspired or how you would like to inspire people
0: I have been inspired by a lot of people um my mom definitely someone and my dad their support is crazy unwavering but and I always mess this quote up. but it was something very memorable that she said to me over the phone where she says I want you to write a book and maybe I should because then I'll keep my details straight (laughs) when I'm telling people about (laughs) my earlier years in my career Uh she's like write a book and act like act like I'm never gonna read it basically saying put every gnarly dirty detail in there that's a great permission from your mom yes and we have a great relationship my parents and i she just lets you be yourself and honest right and i think yes that comes with me being an adult now and all the things we've been through because there's not a single heartbreak or celebration that you know my parents have been made aware of but uh that was really cool permission to be given because i think that if you're inhibited as an artist. Some of the first people that will inhibit you are the ones that, you know, you want to behave around. Absolutely. Everyone has that one person they think of first, and they're like, oh, gosh, this person wouldn't approve of this behavior. Right, But it's also, I think, her showing full acceptance of me and trusting in my integrity and my artistry that, you know, whatever I do, right, even if it's a little bit... um, you know, out of the box or if it pushes boundaries that I would find her to maybe raise an eyebrow at, that's still something that she wants me to put out there, and I think that's really empowering. I love that. Yeah, and my parents are crazy fun, so
1: do you have? I any, believe them when they say that. Do you have any inspiration you would like to leave people?
0: Yes, I think that you, and it sounds really trite, but it's what we were saying, you can't d- get discouraged by the doors that are going to be slammed in your face. Cause that's going to happen a lot. And then you also can't not be present in the moments when the doors are open for you too. Cause I think people take for granted when they're given access to great opportunities, but the things that stick with them the longest are like the painful memories and the growing pains. Yes. But I think if you appreciate both of them and you're present enough to realize when those things are happening, then you see the balance and you get patient with the bigger picture.
1: Oh, that is like
0: Oprah would be
1: like, oh, my gosh, that's an aha moment. Like, drop the mic. I'm telling well, if you.
0: Oprah, I mean, Dang, Caroline
1: hobby. That is good right there. You're Oprah there. 2.0. Hey, I'll, I would. That's my dream. That's my bucket list is to do I Super believe. Soul Sunday with Oprah one day. Yes. Before I, I die. Or before she retires, which hopefully she never does. Before you die.
0: <laughs> Let's get it sooner than that, Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, Maggie, thank you so much oh, for joining you. me.
0: I love you so much. I'm so excited about this year for you. Me too. You're I, the, am too. I am too. It's going to be great. You kill it, girl. You just got me ready for this year. I'm like, okay, I got to get to work. This is it. Okay, yeah. Maggie Rose. Peace. Caroline, she's the queen of talking
1: I hope you loved hearing from Maggie Rose. And y'all, pay attention because she is about to blow up. Next week, I have Allie Ryan joining me. She is the hair guru to all of the stars. She opened up an amazing place called the Dry House in Nashville. It was the first dry bar that we had. She does hairstyle. She has about 20 employees that do the most amazing hair, all these braids, great Curls, she also does guys hair And she does all the stars from Thomas Ratt and his wife Florida Georgia Line and their wives She does Dan and Shay, their wives And she also does Jay Owen She does Brittany and Jason Aldean She does everyone, she does Little Big Town Of Karen Fairchild, Casey Musgraves Miranda Lambert, she colors and Cuts all these stars hairs and we Talk about everything It is so great and she believes in the secret And the power of positive thinking So I'm so excited to have Allie Ryan joining Me next week